commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Yet Another X-Wing Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Pete Lambro, joined by Batu's foremost First Order sympathizer, Chris Daniel. Chris, how you doing? Welcome back. What's up? Chris, you're coming from, from a galaxy far, far away, right? You're back You're back on uh, solid ground. Terra firma. It was in Galaxy's Edge, Batu, whatever you call it, batter up. And <laughs> I, believe, I believe it is the Black Spire Outpost is the yes. name of the town. Uh, and we're also joined this week by uh, by special guest Scott Baird. Scott, how you doing? Good, good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic because Chris, uh, Chris said to me earlier, he's like, hey, man, I got a plan for a new segment of the podcast. And I said, oh, yeah, what are you going to call it? He goes, I don't know. Question of the week, I guess. <laughs> so uh, we're introducing a brand new a brand new Yaxby segment. This is the Yaxby question of the week, I guess. Uh, and Chris, take it away. What's the question of the week? The inaugural, inaugural, if I the inaugural question of the week, I guess the first time all of you will have ever heard this segment. All right. (laughs) All right. Scott Mm -hmm. Baird, the barbarian. We will start with you and then make our rounds to Peter the great Scott. What would be an unlikely star Wars couple? You would probably never see, but would like to. Like it could be a human with an alien, but somebody specific, kind of. Oh, that's that's. Are you talking about like a, like, like are we are we shipping Star Wars characters, Chris? Shipping Star Wars characters? What do you? Oh, you could get out. You could go from like OT can mix with the prequels, can mix with the the news, can mix with it's, animation, whatever you think. This is blending with our new segment. Chris is really older than the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shipping, Chris, is uh, is a fan fiction community term in which you imagine a relationship between two characters in media who are not in a relationship. There you go. Yes, what okay. he says. Yes. I, so I, ship some Star Wars characters, yes. I guess. To, to be ship fair, I never heard that term either. Look at that. <laughs> All right. Uh, God oh, bless man. you both for not being terminally online. Yeah, well, actually, I am just in very different corners, um, for better or for worse. That that is an odd, odd question. Um, Jesus, we can give you time if you want. If we want us to get back to you, I'm sure Peter the Great has an answer. Oh, right I, I have an answer. Right. I have an answer right now. Uh, and you, you know, know what? what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer. Okay. All right. So let, let me put this out there right now. So we have three canon members of the Yoda species. Okay. Ah. It's baby Yoda, Grogu, everybody's current love. Mm-hmm. And then there's everybody's classic love Yoda. But then there's the often maligned Yaddle, uh, who is a female <laughs> version of the species. However, as members of the Jedi order, Yoda and Yaddle are not involved romantically, but I think a lot of people want them to be myself included. I think I think when Yoda hangs up his walking stick at the end of the day, he does it at Yaddle's hut. You think he pulls the Yaddle? That's disgusting. Can't believe we have to bleep that. <laughs> it's horrible. It's clean. 
was horrible. God. Yeah, so I, 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 I'd say Yoda and Yaddle are my are my biggest ship. So, so is is there? You know how you have like a Benifer. So would that be like Yodel? Yodel or Yada? Yada. Yada Yada. It. <laughs> I think we're going to lose all our followers after this question. <laughs> oh, all six of them. <laughs> Scott, are you ready? Are you are yeah, you better yeah. up? I think I think I'm ready. I'm gonna go because for for no other reason than I just imagine it being the strangest sitcom. Um we're gonna go with C three PO and Gurry. Oh wow. They're both droids, right? Yeah. Gurry is a yeah. droid. Yeah, just talk about the odd couple. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. but he's the, he's obviously the homemaker, and she's like the breadwinner, right? Exactly. She's off. She's off on assassinations while he's mm-hmm. home, like doing dishes and like t- translating for things. I guess. What <laughs> What does he do? During, well, he's a protocol droid, he's right? Pro- so yeah. so he he probably. I bet he hosts like dinner parties. I bet C three PO hosts a fucking wild dinner party. I, I think he could work very well remotely, like translating and stuff. He's, you know, yeah, you know what's interesting uh, is like he speaks all those. Home. He speaks all those languages, right? And we think of C-3PO as a translator, but that's not what his job is. Mm-hmm. Like he speaks all those languages in order to serve the job of like etiquette and protocol. He's a protocol droid, right? <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. like, like he would be some sort of like, like if you imagine like a court, right? Like he would be there, uh, you know, making sure that the fine dining was happening and that like, you know, the proper like uh, cultural norms were observed for like guests, right? Like, would you not like that? I mean, that's what a, I assume a protocol droid does. I, mm-hmm. I, I literally just picture like a scene of this sitcom. This is, I don't know why my mind went here, but I just picture like Gurry walking in the front door home from work, sets the head of a bounty down on like the coffee table, you know, to take, to take, to collect tomorrow. Um, and, and C-3PO is like, at least use a coaster, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I met C-3PO in this scenario is also wearing an apron, like a flowery apron. Absolutely. And, and he just, we just saw before Gurry walked in, he just finished dusting that same coffee table. Yes. Like he just cleaned it. Mm-hmm. He's got the space Windex or whatever, or like space, uh, pan, uh, what, 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 do you, what do you spray on the thing? Whatever doesn't get you. Space right? Windex. Yeah. Space, it's, not, it's not Windex, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. 409 or anything else. Uh, yeah, I think pine Saw. Space, space Pine Saw. Space Saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. Space Saw. It's, it smells of fresh space. It's, it's, oh, man. It's funny that you two really literally went over my first and then my backup. My first was I'm gonna I, I thought of one quickly, but my first was going to be Yoda. You had Yoda and Yaddle. I was well, no, no. I was thinking Yoda or the Yodette because I couldn't remember her name was Yaddle. God damn it! I was thinking like Yodette, <laughs> and I was gonna say Yoda and an Ewok because I think that would be cool. They'd have like nice little fur babies that were force strong and be cute and stuff. You think but, the Force is a Yoda species thing? I think they got some midi chlorians that could go everywhere, man. You sure. know. That's sure. how they that roll. makes sense. I don't, I don't uh, know anything about this. But. Then I was like, all right, let me get creative because no one's going to say this. I was like, let me do some droids. How about <laughs> and Gonk? And of no. course, Baird the Barbarian, Scott says uh, he goes the droid route. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're so, welcome. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. I got to give you credit. In all, in all the directions, 
I thought this segment would go because you gave me no advance notice. I was and because uh, when you were first like, oh, we should do like a Star Wars question, right? And I said, yeah, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you'd be like, oh, what's your favorite ship or character or whatever, right? And then I asked you, I said, hey, could you clarify? And you're like, oh, it's gonna be kind of a silly question. I said, oh, okay. And you gave me an example, like, what would Chewbacca's favorite like drink on vacation be, right? Like he's mm-hmm. gonna drink, right? And I thought, oh, okay, that's fine. Never in a million years would, <laughs> would I have uh, <laughs> would I have guessed this. <laughs> outcome um <laughs> hey but on the topic of relationships right scott i want to introduce you to our listeners now scott you're a married man right yes it's my understanding though that while playing x-wing you have been having something of a torrid love affair with let me just get the name right here iman Azamine. is that right oh yeah uh, yes for a lot of uh 1.0 and 2.0 we'll see if this continues into the so aptly named 2.5 well, I, I i i'm taking a look right now at iman in 2.5 and i'll tell you He's looking all right. He's uh, seven seven squad value points. Like that's not the most expensive fire spray by a long shot, and he's got twelve points. That's definitely room to throw his title on there for free. Yeah, right? and he's he's in standard and and two payloads to really maximize that ability. Tell me why. Tell me about your tell me about your X wing career and why you love Emon. Um, Iman is one of the first pilots that I just got, uh, really used to and started playing in tournaments back in, oh, 2016, 2017. And I just, I love dropping bombs. It's my favorite. So, in the toilet uh, too. yeah, hello. I mean, they don't call me, uh, well, I won't even say that one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I'm flying the podcast explicit, Scott. You can yeah, fly. That's okay. Um, but no, I uh, I just really you know, and of course Iman drops those crazy bombs in all different directions. So I have a little too much a, fun uh, with that. I'm a first. I'm a I'm a second edition baby. So I don't know. Did he have the same or similar ability in first edition to do same ability? Same ability, except bombs back then were dropped as an action or um, as before so, you activate or something like that. You had uh, you had action bombs, and then you had uh, pre-activation. So the bombs were pre-activation before you moved, and then the mines, as that you can now like, separate them, calling them you know specifically calling them mines. Those were action. They call them action bombs. So your proximity mine, your Connor net, right. your cluster mines. Those were all dropped as an action, obviously after you moved. Oh right, because otherwise you'd always blow yourself up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. um, but you know the the regular bombs like proton and, and and thermal detonators and everything else, you dropped those before you moved. Hmm, okay, that so was a little, and then you know Cad Bane worked a little differently, and and Cad Bane also, I think Cad Bane gave you an extra bomb slot in first edition. I can't quite remember anymore. Um, but so yeah, I had two editions removed, so who could? Remember? Yeah, and 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 of course the fire spray was on a large base then because there was no right. medium. So yeah, a friend of the podcast, uh, Merrick, uh, often talks about paying his dues, playing a first edition fire spray, you know, quote unquote, before they were good. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I, back then, you you might see some like um, random Boba Cath or something pop up like double fire spray, but it wasn't it wasn't dominating or anything. It wasn't like Boba in the beginning of second edition and just kind of kept popping up throughout all of second edition. Whereas I get Boba's just good. You know, so it was not the same thing in first edition for uh, for fire space. So you're probably heartbroken about losing Boba Crew, right? Oh have- yes, yeah. Yes, oh, that, yeah. that that is a combo with Iman I've seen for sure. Like starting I, starting on the basically on the opponent's side and and just I, that turn one really strong bomb drop. 
that was a staple for me. I, I and it was always it was never a bomb drop to be like, oh, I'm absolutely going to hit this. It was a bomb drop to see like, well, I'm either going to force you down this lane or that lane, or you're going to say, screw it, need the bomb. In which right. case, you've probably made the wrong decision. So it it was just kind of it dictated where the engagement was going to happen. Now, was I always the best at uh, taking advantage of that? No, 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 because I don't make great <laughs> strategic decisions. But I at least had an idea <laughs> that I enjoyed, sure, of and it threw other people off their game. So. Now, for, for 2.5, I really wish Iman had a little bit more loadout. Um, just uh, even just a few more points to help me fit, um, fill them out. But uh, right now, I've even been running him without a crew at all. I see. Well, you know, to, to Chris's point, his his maybe his favorite crew was Boba Crew, who's now out of standard, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe you can get by without the crew. And I also, I do think... Something they talked about, maybe it was a stream, maybe it was a podcast interview, I can't recall, maybe it was even their article, was their their goal, I guess, was, you know, to have just few enough loadout value for from a lot of these pilots, so you'd really have to make some choices, like, and, mm-hmm. and kind of pick a direction for your, your build, so to speak, right? It's like, okay, you know, you could have double bomb Iman, no problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's but- like, or you could have single bomb and some other fun stuff, right? Yeah, and th- but then you have stuff like Maul and the Gauntlet Fire with twenty-seven loadout points, and it's like, okay, like, <laughs> have you seen how much space he's got on that Gauntlet Fire? <laughs> yeah, so much. Space. I, I I have I have flown it multiple times now. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, really? we'll have to get a match in. It hits. Now hard. this is just on on TTS, right? Because it's, oh it's not widely available in the states. No, and actually, I saw that someone uh, had has it here in the states. I don't yeah. know if he got shipped from like the UK or what. But R- rumor has yeah, you can. Um, I mean, you can. You if you go on eBay, people are, yeah. people are selling it from across the pond. Which uh, yeah, I mean, more more power to them. If you got a couple extra bucks and you're really excited for that type of shit, oh, absolutely. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna wait. Um, Scott, would you say your preferred faction is Scum and Villainy? Like, are you a Scum oh, guy? Yeah, I, I've probably played This is a, it's an audio format, Chris. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> probably ninety five percent of the tournaments I've gone to, I've taken Scum. All right, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. What and now, uh, and you've been playing two point five. What? How's Scum looking into? I don't play any Scum. Right? Um, I'm not a I'm not a Scum fella. Uh, a lot because of how strong some other stuff looks. I feel like scum is getting a little pushed to the side right now. Plus, people get you know they they, they get a little fatigued with scum, kind of always being towards the top of uh, the power creep. So they're kind of just pushing it off. But I think there's still a good bit there that people are going to have to worry about for 2.5 with scum. It, it'll just the cream will rise up again. Of course, you know, as time goes on. Oh, what, do you, yeah. what, do you, what do you think are the like like Let's just jump right into it, right? What do you yeah, think sure. are the top, let's say, ships for scum currently, and what do you think got severely whacked for 2.5? Um. I will say I think I do think the M3As got whacked. Yeah. Uh, be, if if, if the, they uh, at the least had, or, or all of them. Uh, well, the generics on everything got whacked. I won't I won't like worry about that so much. But like Sunny could have been a three. You know, like the way they kind of take some of these guys and make them a two or a three point pilot, and then decrease their loadout to little or nothing. They could have done the same thing. Sunny could have been a three. Um, they, you know, the one that no one ever uses the, the, I can't remember his name, but the, um, the initiative zero, heck he could have been a two 
Like oh, like a gargore? Yeah. Scum, Scum only has, I think it's three two-pointers, and one of them is the autopilot drone. You know, so in, in general, they kind of got whacked. In well, so water. I'd say a, a lot of factions. So Rebels have two two-pointers. Mm-hmm. I thought they had three um, for some reason. Nope, they just got two. Um, and most most factions have one or two. Like yeah. Republic yeah. only has one. Republic just has Contrail. Um, Rebels has Hobby and uh, <clears throat> and Blount both at mm-hmm. two. So I, th- I think the autopilot drone, uh, I think Scott might be the only one with three. And in that case, like, putting the autopilot drone at two makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, 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 I could I, easily see the argument for it being one truthfully, yeah. but I wonder what he, kind of doors that opens squad building wise. Balance. Well, I, I agree. That definitely be, is an odd one. Um, if mm-hmm. it had been one though, I think they should have tried it because it's a ship that's guaranteed to give your opponent points. Um, True. you know, so in, in what you get out of it now with the way the damage races might not be nearly as much. Um, it is so hard to say right now. Uh, and the, the fact that have a huge loadout, though, I mean, I mean, they I do, but, point, but I mean, I and, and and this is definitely just my personal bias, but like I used to love being able to take, you know, four, like five, six, you know, M three A's and and with a light loadout on them and go, and that's right. just you know now with the way they've changed it. Yeah, well, but like on top of that, like just the way they changed it in general, they kind of have this complete control over what you can get in your um, swarmier list. Like, so what's going to be a seven or eight? They're basically dictating. Well, these are the only options and nothing else. It's not sure. well. We I can build it out however I want. You know, like it, it's a it is a very different game in that regard. And you know, for better and for worse. You know, so right. I'm yeah, going to no, that, that's, that's not a yeah. strict judgment call to say. Yeah. you know what I mean. That, yeah. that, that's, no, no, that's no. just. I mean, that's that's the type of game that we'll be playing now. So I'm going to be playing this yep. differently balanced, so, like different, differently structured game for sure. Yeah. So, so I. Oh God, sorry. The M3A's got whacked in that regard. You're you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna see someone just take five M3A's and be like, "Oh, this is good." Like, no, you know, there's <laughs> good luck, buddy. Um, <laughs> but uh, the fire sprays, you know, they kind of got a combination of things. Like, um, the Boba oh, is I mean, still Boba, and so he's, yeah, he's Boba Fett. He got his blood back. You guys cruise a lot back, you know, at the same time, 10 points just looks like a, a nice, neat prize for anyone going, well, hey, there's half our win condition right there. Um, right. So it, it's... Boba's tough it, to kill, though. If you're, <laughs> From someone if being you're, on the other side of Boba a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're good with Boba, then, you know, that's a good 10 points. If you're not good with yeah. Boba, you just like flying it, you're probably just like, oh, look, here's my 10 points, take it. But, hey, I got to fly Boba, you know. So um, M3s are weaker. What you you think the fire sprays are strong, or what what's improved? Because I would I, say the I fangs in that in that group that got better. Yeah, the fangs got better. Um, I'm trying to flip through the ships right now. Um, the gauntlet is obviously there's still a lot to figure out there, but it seems like fun. Um, the jump master is in an interesting spot. I think. I, so I think. I, you know, I they, speaking they, of the jump masters, I've I've well, seen more talk of Manaru lately. Than I have in a long time. Which yeah, is four point. That's what I'm saying. That's you know, yeah. that's a four point large base is pretty worthwhile. Yeah, no, they talk about like some some of the stuff that's going to be happening. You're going to find yourself flying ships that you hadn't flown in forever or never thought about. And obviously, Manaru, Manaru had a big run in 1.0. 
but uh, really just fell off entirely with 2.0. So you're going to see more manager, you know, like you're going to see some more. Actually, really, you saw everything but Manaroo in 2.0, and now you'll see Manaroo. <laughs> well, and so, I think that's I think that's great. And, and actually, this is a really good this is really a jumping off point to the rest of what I was hoping this episode would be, um, which is we you know we the, there's there's a lot of talk right now about factions, right? Adepticon mm-hmm. is coming up. That's going to be our really big test of the balancing, right? A really big showcase for. What is 2.5 going to give us? Because we're going to get a lot of players there. We're going to see a lot of list diversity, I'm sure. And and we're hopefully going to see some surprises, right? Um, and I was talking to Chris earlier because Chris and I played a game, played a match the other night and had a lot of fun. Well, at least I had fun. Chris, I hope you had fun. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I played Republic and he was playing, he was flying First Order, right? And Chris is a, I called him Batu's foremost uh, First Order sympathizer. Uh, but you're a big First Order fan, Chris, and and a lot of the talk I've seen online is that First Order is kind of in a in a poor place in standard in 2.5 standard. They're in a difficult spot. What are your what are your thoughts and feelings on First Order right now, list building wise? Well, yeah, FO to me is not as strong only because a lot of the a lot of the way things work now currently, and it's so early, so this is all you know, early interpretations or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like how things are turning out are, okay, I want strong, beefy ordnance, or I want ordnance with super speed. I want five ships minimum. That seems to be supposedly, and it's still early, but that seems to be supposedly the the, uh, winning formula. So with FO, if you want a stronger ship, they're like six points they're five points you can't the most you could do probably for strong ships are four um then if you go fast uh those ships are either going to be like the interceptor which would be six or yeah six points or the only thing you could really quote unquote swarm to do like with five ships is have a minimum of one fo tie fighter or you could do a, a few of them maybe with a weaker silencer all the silencers are expensive so it's hard to do a combination of Oh, you know what? I want to do a combination of speed and I want to hit hard. Whereas Rebels have that, the Republic yeah. have that, and CIS has that. Uh, man, I I think the only thing I want to push back on is like I don't. Re- Republic does still have a hard time hitting hard with no caveats. Do you know what I mean? Right, like so, like the the Jedi are fast and can hit hard. But you got to line up that bullseye, right? And the the Naboo's are fast and can hit hard if you get the arc and set up your target lock for a munition you might have on board. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that munition you're talking about is a, either an ion torpedo or a proton torpedo. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not denying that they can hit hard. I'm saying it's it's um like a rebels on paper with with a lot of their ships, they can both move fast and hit hard with no no asterisk, no caveat, right? It's just like this is an X Wing. It can go pick up that crate turn one and shoot three dice in your face, right? This is a Falcon. It can go really far and fast because it's got that four white straight on a large base and could do whatever. And it's thrown three dice every time, right? Three or four if you're at range one, right? It's like there's like it does you don't it don't almost doesn't matter what your action is. Like they're they're throwing strong attacks mm-hmm. and have a lot of beef behind them regardless, right? Versus versus Republic where you are kind of ending up in a lot of some of this like some of these situations is like, okay, well, you know, this is situational. It's like in our game, 
more than once I found myself with the target lock on the wrong person for who I wanted to shoot. Or I found myself like, oh, well, you know, I didn't use the passive sensors this turn, so I just can't get a lot. And now my Naboo Starfighter shooting two dice at range three. And it's like, not really not doing too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus if it was, if it was rebels, they were just like, it, it wouldn't matter if they had done that. They're going to throw those three dice and, and pretty doing pretty good. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's backtrack for two seconds. Yeah, so yeah, 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 like, oh, I, I didn't have, you know, not in range for target lock or not, not, I wasn't close enough for that. I didn't do passive senses. So now I feel like jumping to rebels it's it's like that's more of a gameplay type like or strategy like what you're going into the game right with rebels <laughs> is what you said three dice attack i could do proton torpedoes or load up some b-wings who have protons cannons and tragedy simulator it's like you could just crawl and still hit hard and still cover um those little satellites and stuff um going back to um what were we talking about? Oh, like, oh, yeah. So you mentioned Republic. We're talking about Republican First Order, our game. Yeah. So, so Republic, I just feel like, man, you could put five, maybe six ships out that can either mm-hmm. move fast and hit and run. And yep. the thing with First Order is it used to be more of a AC type list with Swarm. And now right. the Swarm simply cannot hit as hard. You know, and or that's, if you want that, yeah, you want I, that I, AC, I see what you're saying. Like, it's that ace is so expensive right now. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Scott. I feel like I'm taking over. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of like going through Yasby right now, and the fact that both Hera, Finral, and Wedge Antilles, which are all I sixes, are also only six points. So, like, you have all these heavy hitters to pick from. They can do other things as well, and and they don't eat up seven, eight, nine, ten points of your list already. So and it's like, oh, you could pick two of these and then still fill out and have a five ship list. You know, like that's that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, like like we, I think everyone can all agree, and this wouldn't be rocket science for anyone that rebels are definitely on another tier. They are like for for it, it, easier play. Now, it does, this doesn't mean all the other factions are garbage. It just means you will no, have to work not. harder. You'll have to work harder. Yeah. Well, and it's and 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 also like this is our first test. This is why I keep talking about I'm excited for uh, Adepticon, right? Right. Because I, I think there's things like I'm not the best list builder. We've talked about this before. Like that's not my my specialty in this type of game. So I'm really interested to see what what sh- comes out of Adepticon that surprises me, right? Mm-hmm. Like what 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 don't I know, or what don't we community wise collectively know, quote unquote. That's going to surprise us because there's something out there, right? Like this, yeah. it's not a solved, it's not a solved game by any stretch no. of the imagination, right? Like, and, and, and with every points adjustment comes that first big tournament. Now during COVID, it was all on the online tournaments. It was all those GSP online tournaments where we'd see like, Hey, this weird list one, <laughs> like this list, no one was playing one. Like that's where we saw, mm-hmm. you know, after Hera came out, that's where we saw that Heratani list, like come up and win a tournament. And everyone was like, wow, geez, turns out rolling into your first engagement with seven focus tokens is really strong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, who, who saw this coming? Right. right. Um, just, so like, I really think Adepticon is going to surprise us. Now, do you want to share like Chris, your list, your first order list you flew against me last night? Uh, was it last night? Two nights ago. Let me see. I think that was the, I think that was the four ship list. Cause I think uh, after you bombarded me, I think I changed it up. <laughs> uh, I think it was five. Oh, Vonreg, Nightfall, Recoil, 
Commander yep. Mallers and Rebus, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now talking about two pointers, uh, Scott, we were talking, you know, we're talking about the two pointers in faction. Lieutenant Rebus, that is an all round, I think. That's a, a big winner in the two pointer. Mm-hmm. Like for across all factions. Chris, would you agree that Lieutenant Rebus is maybe like one yeah, of Yeah, I think almost two point chips? I think they gifted everyone so far, at least. I don't know the two pointers for CIS or for uh, uh trade federation drone yeah, cis gets the, the oh the little vulture guys yeah, and that's yeah. it isn't it yeah uh i'm actually not sure um republic has contrail which is the v-wing mm-hmm. and the ben the benefit of contrail is he can still take the configuration besh which allows him to spend the target lock uh yeah, to change a blank to a hit and i think he's a five He's an I five, yep. Yeah. So that's a, that's that's a really strong. He's a three dice on on the greens too on defense, right? Yeah. So you know that's a pretty solid. That's a pretty solid two pointer. Um, Revis though is a great two pointer. But then talking to again again rebels like Lieutenant Blount is he was an all time great filler ship in uh, in two point right? Mm-hmm. Like he he was at the top table at that two point the last two point worlds that happened, right? Like he's a great ship was really, really cheap and continues to be a great ship that's really, really cheap, right? And now you have, um, now you have like, it seems so far, at least the format, people want to be flying at least five ships, hopefully. Um, so Blot fits in perfectly he fits, for that. He fits in tons yeah. of lists, yeah. I was trying, yeah. I've been trying to mess with FO and maybe find a secret sauce. I'm, I'm sure Adepticon will have something, but I've been trying to find maybe five ship lists. I, I tried Revis. Uh, Malaris and the TIE Fighter with Cluster Missiles, yeah. we could put that on. And then I tried Recoil because I wanted a silencer and it was for five points. Um, kind of useless a little way, but you know, I maybe I'm just not using them often. Uh, Nightfall, right. which uh, is Nightfall oh, is one of the wisp, the TIE Whispers, right? One of the new ships. Yeah, and, and he has a he's just four points, but he has a good loadout. And basically, um, I want to mess with Whirlwind, though. But anyway, I'll go back to Nightfall. He, he mm-hmm. executes, if he executes a maneuver or performs a boost and moves through a ship, they gain two jam tokens. And that happened in our game. And you were so excited. You're like, oh, I think you get jammed. Yeah. <laughs> I play, I play three, that you get a jam. And I said, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> I told him, I said, I wish I could say I did that on purpose. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, and then Vonerig just fat. With duty power cells, whatever you call du- it, yeah, deuterium power cells, I believe <laughs> it's it's called. Yeah, uh, but I was yeah, thinking, yeah, of, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of putting All in kinds of stuff. So, so the so the hard part in general, and this this goes back to the overall two point five, is I feel like when we talk about like Republic and Rebels, you can fly, let's say, two of the same type of ship. And then you're familiar okay. more with those like dials. Like two of the same, um, like chassis, you mean? Two B-wings, you know? Two B-wings. Two X-wings. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of RZ-1A wings right now. Right. right. And when you see Republic, okay, I could fly three Naboos. I could fly two Etas, whatever it is. You could do five Naboos, and, and it, it, it's not a mistake, right? Like, there's right. a strong list. So for first <laughs> order, I don't I, – <laughs> I, I find it really hard to try and put four or five of the same ship unless I was I, – I have one – list that has the five special forces i have to try that but mm, um every uh, other SF. yeah every the sfs yeah every other list i feel like is different dials and because you have number one um lots of triggers in 2.5 then number mm-hmm. two i feel like it helps strategy wise to have multiple ships with the same dial and that just helps in general but especially now with so many triggers more yeah with so many upgrades like yeah i see what you're saying like reducing that mental load 
yeah of 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 knowing what each ship can do yeah that's a really good point right because you know even in my republic list last night i was like oh great you know everybody everybody can like one straight right and it's mm-hmm. like well the aether sprites can't one straight and it's like well the v-wing can't one straight it can one bank but the one bank is red <laughs> on right. the uh on, on the v-wings so it's just like you just you, you're right you do end up in some of these odd <clears throat> these odd situations and and you, we're gonna see a lot of like uh, what they call salad type lists where it's just like yeah and the salads right? i feel like aren't as as bad they're, they're good but when yeah. so many different ships it's like it, it makes the mental load harder it's like okay not only do i have my triggers i have to know your triggers i have to know mm-hmm. the objectives and now i have four different dials that i have to be familiar with are That's either of you guys first uh, what i found that's specifically harder are either of you guys like motivated by the aesthetics of your list? Like, are you like, I want this to be four or five, you know, tie FOs because I want them to look like a squad of tie FOs out on patrol or whatever. Right. Does that motivate either of you when you're list building? Uh, not, I, not particularly, not for me. Like I, it's nice if you kind of have a plan and you want them to have all similar maneuverable capabilities, but uh-huh. you know, like he was saying, like a, you know, a squad or whatnot, like just, having to remember one dial um, or, or only sure. two dials. And now wait a minute to remember these four or five different dials, you know, it, it really makes it a lot different, especially if you're trying to put something together that you're not on a couple of ships, you're not used to flying, but now you have to change the way you list build. Um, mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that definitely has an impact. I don't know. I, I gotta be cheesy, man. I remember, especially in. There's no when, cheesy about it. You live your the, truth, brother. When the Focho came out, uh-huh. I used to make these the uh, the Tie Fighter noise like, and I'm so bad at it. We mean used to, you still do. Chris, wait, wait, Chris, hang on. Whoa, whoa, you're bad at making noises with your with your mouth. What? <laughs> with this podcast has no experience with that at all whatsoever. <laughs> and, and so you're doing you're doing your Tie Fighter noises, right? And then in one point, oh, when the Swarm, the six, the Hall Runner Swarm was out yeah or yeah. i used to do four tie fighters and like some ac guy but i would move the ships and go like the tie fighter noise yeah i mean listen point like, point like, being like, point being back to what you yeah. said yeah i was more inclined to say hey i want to fly these ships because they look cool they're tie fighters they're in formation kind of like the movies so absolutely yeah no i i so, yeah the aesthetic the aesthetic draw of the game for me is that like, I like star Wars and I like star Wars ship designs. Right. So mm-hmm. like if this was, <clears throat> I've, I've seen people make the argument online that they're interested in the mechanical depth of the game. And they would play this game. If even it was just pay, bases with a generic looking ship on top and it was not star Wars themed at all. Right? right. And I, and I can pretty confidently say I wouldn't, right? Like I, I would have, like maybe at this point I would, like if they lost the license, I had to change it. Right. Cause I, I have, I have friends with people who play this game. I'm invested in this game. You know what I mean? But like what drew me into the game was I like star Wars. <laughs> I like, you know, it's like, Hey, is that the millennium Falcon? Is that an X-wing? Like these are exciting ships to me. I, right? I can agree to that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's what got me into it. Right. So I definitely think about it when I list build, right? I don't necessarily think about each squad as like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tremendously terrible at naming my squads. Shout out to uh, Cal. Cal is, he always has a good creative name for his squads and he's always <laughs> got a story behind it, right? Like, and it's not always a story that's like, you know, why he made the squad, but he'll make the squad and he'll come up with like a fun name for it every time. 
right? Mm. And and I I'm not that good at that. Like I'm I'm like, I'm not I'm not funny when it comes to naming <clears throat> naming X wing squads, right? But but I will you know like I flew the lat a lot in 2.0, and I'm going to start flying the lat even more now in 2.5 because uh, it's it got such a big boost with the loadout value, but. I, li- I flew that lat because I like the lat. I, f- I like that scene in Attack of the Clones when the lats come flying down mm-hmm. uh, into Geonosis. And I like in, um, I, there was a video game I played a lot of on the GameCube uh, where you, you know, where it was like, a, it was like Rogue Squadron, but in the Clone Wars time where you would fly the lat and it had the bubble turret on the side. And I was like, I like that, right? I like that <laughs> ship aesthetically. So I was like drawn to wanting to include it in my squad, right? So like aesthetics play a big part of it. And, and I, and like to, to, to what we've been talking about with like the idea that you're not going to see a lot of the same ships spammed. I think that's a loss for some, some players who are like, I really want a squad of X, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would, cause I had some of that in my building, you know, coming into like, we had no idea what scenarios were really going to mean. All we'd seen was the zone control that turned into assault and satellite array. And we're all just kind of like, um, you know, we're theory crafting. Like, what is this going to be? How are we, you know, how, what are we going to be allowed to work with? None of us knew how list building was going to be flipped on its head. And I'm out here going, well, maybe I'll finally use Cath Scarlet and I'm just going to run like six or five or six mining guild ties with it. And, and, and I like the idea of doing that. And now I'm like, well, why would I do that? <laughs> now that we have it, I'm like, nope, not going to do that. You know? Right. Now, is that even a a possible squadron, even though it may not be like the right meta call? No, no. Be um, I I think I can get four. Let me double check because Kath is seven, and then you one, two, three, four. If you did the four threes that they have, there's your uh, there's your nineteen points. Um, so you wouldn't have been able to, uh, and a little bit of like back and forth there, but basically you can't do more than four. Got it. Uh, cause I will say in some factions, so like in empire, for example, like empire is one of those ones where <clears throat> generic, like, so the, the, the idea of spamming generics is not totally gone from the game, but it does seem to be like faction locked now where it's mm-hmm. like empire can, can put faceless tie fighters on the board. Right. And and I, I it's pretty viable to see like an ace or powerful type ship plus six TIE fighters. And one of those is Night Beast and five of them are not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you look over to, you know, CIS and you got that Trade Federation drone. Right. And it's like, OK, you can have seven of those and then an eighth, like much more powerful ship because those are two points a piece. Right. So it's like you can have a six point ship and and seven and seven of those guys. And there is your list. Right. Um, which is like, that's, you know, that's a swarm, right? And that's that there can be power there. Uh, but it, it does. Yeah. You guys are right. That's definitely like, there's fewer of these, like, Ooh, I'd really like to see a squad of X plus one. Right. Um, so, yeah, depending. So, so then it comes down to like what you're saying, like, okay, am I going to fly these? Cause man, I like these ships and they're really cool. And I like the pilots or mm-hmm. am I going to fly this swarm? Because I want to not only win because we all want to win but we want to have fun but some people will Absolutely, go into, yeah. some people go into tournament and say i want to win at all costs i don't care what the name pilot is so then you go back to like let's say if you want to jump on the imps their strength of for the faction i think they got very upgraded um they have the sabers which are can just be 
really, you could put a bunch of those and be devastating. Yeah. And then you have all of those tie advanced X ones that are like crit monsters, and that comes into play for um, I don't know which one it is, a salvage, is it? salvage one where they drop the mm-hmm. packet, the cash, the cachet. Yeah, it's a salvage Chris, mission. Was it was it you who said to me the other night? I, I think this is while we were playing. Uh, I like said the name of the pilot I was gonna move, and you're like, you know, I kind of like that they're all named. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, me. and I, I'll go back to that. I like that they are named, man. I, it was just like a small thing, but yeah. it stuck out to me. Yeah, I am liking that a lot more. I think they are very smart in that in putting that into because that's like the Star Wars fan. They want to get yeah. attached to more of a character. And then when you're sure. talking, when you're talking about list building, like uh, you know, no surprise, I might give my list away, which is fine. Uh, for the hex tournament. Um, oh, we'll uh, talk about that in a moment. Yeah, but uh, I uh, <laughs> so I was putting that uh, the Nabu Mania to get list together, which would be Anakin, Padme, and then it was originally it was Ahsoka in like uh, the seven, the Delta Seven, and then two handmaidens. Handmaidens. So then I was like, I started feeling nostalgic, like what we were talking about earlier, and I was like, all right, I can have Anakin and Padme the couple in the Nabu, and then. I could have R2-D2 there in a Y-Wing. Meanwhile, yeah. I would have probably never <laughs> flown R2-D2 before. So I might right, go with right. that and just go in with a nostalgic type of list. And that, that that first of all, we're going to take a brief pause here on this just because you brought it up. This Sunday, New York City, uh, Upper West Side, Hex & Co. Tournament. I'll put the tabletop.to link in the, uh, in the description of this. I'll put the link to... Uh, our Facebook event and our Facebook group. You should join us. It's, right now we got 13 people signed up and actually one of them is uh, is Chris Knight who I think said he can't make it. So that means yeah. there's, there are four open spots for this tournament right now and I we're going to do a 2.5 tournament. We're going to do at least three rounds and, and you had written out that we're going to do uh, everything but chance encounter if we only do three rounds, right? We're going to do Assault the Satellite Ray, Array, Scramble the Transmissions and, uh, and Salvage Mission, right? Yeah. And then if we have time for a fourth round, we'll do chance encounter. Right. So, so we are having a tournament this Sunday. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of us out there. They got this, this hex and co they have a, a full bar so you can get a drink while you play. And there's nothing like that on a nice Sunday afternoon and, uh, and not to toot Chris's horn too much, but he runs a nice tournament, right? It's got a good vibe. He keeps us all on time and it's, it's, it's nice to be, it's nice to me. Cause I got young kids, right? I can, I could tell my wife, I'm going to go play X wing. And I leave not too early in the morning, get down to the down to the city and, uh, you know, I play for a little bit and then I'm home in time for dinner and bedtime with them. And, you know, I still see them and able to help my wife out of the day. So I really can't recommend it enough. So if you're available and you're in the tri-state area, come on down. Hex and Co. Tournament is on this Sunday. Right. So just want to boost that up. want to shout that out. Yep. No, is that just is that a, um, I haven't been to Hex and. Over two years now because, oh, God, you know, yeah. it's almost like there is a, uh, you know, a pandemic. A global thing. pandemic. Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. Um, so they move, right? They're, yes. They're, they're this is, this is a... the new the new Hex location. Okay. And it is located on Broadway, which yeah, basically I will is one block, the entrance. It's one block north of where it used to be. Ah, okay. Okay. So same, so, okay, so same route and everything for me yeah. to hop on. 
hop on the subway to get up there. It'd be yeah, Hex and Co. Twenty nine eleven Broadway. It'll be New my. York, New York. I, I am currently planning on being there, and it'll be my first. Scott, that'll be great. This will be the first time we get to play in person together. Yeah, it'll be my first New York tournament in two years as well. All right, and I've well, only played one other in person tournament since then. Yeah, so if again, if you're in if you're in the New York City, New Jersey, even Connecticut area, I think it'd be a great time. Uh, I'm really looking for. I asked my wife, you know, Chris texted me. He's like, "Hey, I'm sending out the hex tour." And I'm like, "I don't know if I can come out." And I was said, "My wife, I'm like, hey, uh, can I play X Wing on the 19th?" She goes, "Yeah, sure." Oh no, the 20th, 20th, on oh, the 20th. That's this Sunday, the 20th. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I'm sorry, to, sorry to 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 break away break away for the uh, <laughs> for the advertisement there for promoting the event. Um, we were talking, uh, you know, being excited to put names in our lists, right? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool, and. The only negative is, is I love flying Kylo for first order and yeah. I can't put something together because he's so expensive. The other he's eight points, right? Long. Yeah. And and then the Whisper is seven points and it's still pretty up there. You could load them out nice, but yeah, the, the the I mean the seven points is more playable, right? And I'm not saying eight point Kylo's unplayable, but I but I think um Personally, the games, my games are not lasting as long. They're not lasting as many rounds, right? right? Which to me, Kylo has been among the best, if not the best end game piece, what we call the end game piece in 2.0, yeah. right? He was just tremendous at surviving. And nowadays, one, those games that. don't last as long, right? Yeah. So his value, uh, his like survivability value kind of goes down because a lot of ships have become survival to the end of the game when the game is shorter. Right. Um, and, and meanwhile, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to try to think of the way to, to phrase this, but like, it's just harder to build around that because you don't need them to last, you know, 10 or 12 rounds because the game isn't going to last that long. You only need them to last five rounds. And there's other ships that are cheaper that'll last those five rounds, you know? Yeah, no, you, you literally nailed yeah. it. It's he was a end piece nightmare, and then now you don't have to worry about that. I could I could put a handmaid in for three points, and she's most likely going to survive. Because yeah, same amount of time. Yeah, average games are six rounds, and if you're yeah, lucky, ours, eight so far at least. I think our our game the other night was six rounds. Yeah, I think we finished our sixth round, and we finished it right when time was finishing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, the other thing about Kylo is like when I'm across the table from him, maybe this is a positive in Kylo's court, right? I'm not even going to try and get those points because I don't think I have enough time to kill Kylo, even with the enhanced loadouts, right? Even though there's more munitions than ever on the table, right? And like stronger ship abilities. I don't think I have the ability to take a loaded up Kylo Ren and the silencer out in that amount of time. So I'm not even going to try, right? Which, I mean, in some ways, that's like an eight points, like, fortress for you. Like, you could throw him out there, take some riskier plays with him, uh, and and he's likely going to survive, right? So maybe there is something to Kylo. I don't know. That's the positive. Or you you go, you're like, okay, or do I want to fit maybe another ship or a stronger supportive ship and put Vonrig in there for six points? Now, if 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 you drop... Kylo in the silencer, right? And Lieutenant Rivas, right? That's 10 points. That's half your list. Mm-hmm. Is there another, is there like, you know, a set of like two threes and a four you could fill the rest of that list with and get like a five ship Kylo list? Or is it not? No, you can do uh, it. I, I haven't looked too so, much at First Order because I don't, I don't play so, bad guys, Chris. <laughs> We're the good guys. We keep ordering. 
and take away the chaos. But um, the, he's the first to do it. Exactly. The the part yeah, with the first order is the Tie Fighters are mostly three points, so you can put some names which are cool name Tie Fighters in there, which. Maybe I should go that route and, and play with that. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, they spread sure. a little fast, though. Otherwise, it's mostly four points. All these ships. Do, do the do the three point Tie Fighters have the loadout value to equip something like shield upgrade, just like to increase the survivability? If uh, they, some, yeah. Uh, so Muse Muse can get a shield upgrade. Some of them have. You could definitely put a hull on like three or four of them. But okay. Only a couple. Like, but like, if you want to you know, beat first order to death. Cause I love him. <laughs> Midnight seems to be pretty good. He has a 15 point loadout and he's four. How points. many points? How many He's four points. I he's mean, that's strong. Points. Midnight's a good, Midnight was a good ship even before in 2.0. Midnight was a good ship, right? Yeah. So I was trying to mess with something like that, but, um, it, it's, so I'm fine talking a lot about first order. Cause yeah. it's, it's a faction you play. It's a popular faction. Um, there was another thing I even thought about bringing up for first order was that I, you know, how hurting the sorry losing the Upsilon shuttle hurts right in standard like that's well like Ta- Tavson's an iconic first order pilot and that ship is an iconic ship yeah and who knows when and if they'll ever release again but every every um faction I think has one type of like hard hitting ship and that's a nightmare that's the first order's nightmare ship um, the ones that you could say would be the next hardest hitting would be the silencers, um, but they're pretty expensive in, in this type of build out. Um, the ta- the, the tabs and the upsilon would be like is is the hard hitting ones. The rebels, yeah, right, right, so right. many of them. This is what makes the rebels so scary in this type of two point five format. Is if we're only yeah. playing five or six rounds, rebel beef was already tough with ninety minutes like normal rounds. Rebel mm-hmm. beef in five or six rounds, you. It's really hard to take off a ship. Really tough, yeah, for sure. It's um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. Like I like I've said, I've said this a couple times, right? Like I'm really excited for Adepticon because I really want to see what lists come out of there. And you know what? I I think I will. Like you, you can count on me for this. I think if if we see so many of the same list at Adepticon and it's just dominated by like rebel and Republic lists or something like that, or it's dominated by that Imperial X one swarm. Right. I, I think I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed. And I'll, I will join the chorus really gunning for uh, earlier rebalancing than rather than later rebalancing. Well, Cause I, I want to see a healthy mix of factions. It's tough because when it's new, people are going to be, they're going to gravitate in a couple of directions to begin with. And you have a yeah. hundred over, you know, wind up probably being around 150 people there. Um, by the time it adds up and you are going to see some big groupings of stuff, but that doesn't mean things aren't balanced. It just means that people look for what they perceive to be the easiest right away for a lot of stuff, especially the people that are going the extra effort to travel out there. They're, you know, some people are more local, but it's still gonna be a lot of people traveling to it and they'll, they'll want to take something they feel like, you know, was the easiest to find a solution to, not necessarily, oh, I need to spend months and months figuring this out so I can come up with the absolute best thing. So it, it, it right away, like you said, it's it just it's not going to be solved yet, and it's not going to be no, solved for a while. I, what I do think, unfortunately, you're going to see happen faster is individual pilots being solved because that pilot has this fixed loadout amount that now is not changing unless they decide to rebalance it. So what is the optimum way to fit right. it out? You're, you're gonna, it's going to be 
one or two options for what that is much faster than what is the optimal list. I think, I think the smaller the loadout slots and value, the faster you'll see that, that optimized version come out. Like, Right now, like if you look at in in Rebels, um, Arvel Crinid, the RZ1A wing, he only has a modification slot and he only has six points, right? So you're seeing a lot of Arvel plus shield upgrade or a lot of Arvel plus afterburners, right? And it's like, which one is better? Even between the two, it's like, I don't know if there's one that's purely better. It's just personal preference, right? So like, you know, but but that is like, I'm not seeing a lot of different choices being made there, right? Mm-hmm. Um but then if you get someone like Luke Skywalker in Rebels, he's got 28 points of loadout, right? I think it'll be a little while before you see like peak Luke where they're like, this is the best one, right? <laughs> um, but but I do agree with you. I, I think we'll end up seeing, even if it's not like, you know, stamped officially, this is the best pi- like loadout of this pilot. I think there will be kind of community accepted like meta dominating build outs. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I hope is that Similar to 2.0, where like people would say, this is the best list, right? Like this is the optimized version of whatever list in this current points adjustment. Like, you know, I even even then there was always wiggle room for preference, right? Wiggle room mm-hmm. for like what you like and how you fly and how you prefer to play, right? And, and that sort of stuff. Uh, I think will still exist and I hope will still exist. I, I, I would definitely be disappointed. Uh, I would be disappointed if it, if that aspect of the game goes away because, you know, to Chris's earlier point, like I want to put the pilots on the table that I like, right? And the ships that I like with the builds that I like, you know? And I still want to find success because we all want to win ultimately. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're going to see, yeah. we're going to see that come from uh, Adepticon. I think we're going to see some crazy lists. Uh, something that I'm really curious about, I'd love to hear your guys' take on it, is I... And I'm hoping to see some of a few people really try and master this out. I would love to, uh, I'm curious and would love to learn how to use bombs in this type of format. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's like kind of a, maybe not a secret source, but a, a set strategy to where you're like, wow, I could really use bombs to my advantage. And maybe it is just well. a strategy simulator, but without it, I was going to say, almost definitely, we're going to see B-Wings with trajectory well, Yeah, that's, that's right. that, without, without that, though, I mean, ah, it's so cheesy. People could put, like, It is cheesy, them. but you know what? You know what? It's not cheesy. Well, it's not cheesy. I mean, I'm just cheesy in a different way. But, like, positioning yourself to drop a proximity mine on top of an objective, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's scary stuff, Like, right? that's what I was thinking of, because when I, I, I was in love with the bombers for First Order... And then yes. I was like, wow, okay, so if I can, if you could maybe like, I'm thinking like drop a bomb and maybe it's not no longer a proximity mine, maybe it's a uh, a, a proton bomb or a thermal bomb with a fuse. So now it's yeah. like, okay, if you want to get this point, <laughs> if you want to take this point over, well, then now you have to worry about getting hit by a bomb. Exactly, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like area that. control is, is, is has serious value and bombs it's a different style of bombing to do area control right. because you know, in, in 2.0, a lot of times you would, you, you, people would bomb to control areas, right. And, and do board control. But a lot of times people would bomb to try to push damage. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and this would not be exclusively doing that to, to Scott's much, much earlier point about Boba crew and Iman, mm-hmm. right. You're yeah. often 
challenging them to come take the the take the position the poor positioning that you are introducing by placing a bomb and and now that poor positioning is even more valuable because it's denying points it's defying denying victory points like towards towards winning right so it's not even doing damage is like cherry on top but you're denying points right which mm-hmm. is a big deal yeah yeah and scott you were like you were you used a lot of bombs for those those scum builds you have any Ooh. thoughts on like bomb usage for 2.5 or is it too early um i don't think it's too early i think if you're someone who's already pretty comfortable with bombs then you'll start to see the ideas for how to use them like i'm already playing with how can i use Emon in 2.5 how can i use Emon this coming sunday at hex you know like how can i uh you know, keep my bomb roll going because I, I absolutely love them. Um, so it's just, it's going to take a little bit of time to flesh out, but you'll, I think you're going to, you'll probably see some bombs at Adepticon too. Um, at least I have my, my big send off for, for bombing in 2.0. Thankfully it was a great match at PAX against um, uh, Lauren, who her last name's escaping me, but you all know her from... Oh, uh, yeah, she's the bomb. Uh, oh, bomb yeah. We, we, we both... Oh, yes, shout out ECG, Lauren, yep. I call we, her. We, we both had Emon, and we both had a lot of bombs, and I think we dropped 17 bombs in our match. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I think at one time we had something like seven Proxonia Mines on the, the table. Pa- the pair you deserve, deserve to get matched up, you monsters. Yes, yes, and she squeaked it out. She did very she was great uh bravo yeah that that yeah yeah i i mean i I think i think the 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 summary of this whole hour-long conversation is i can't wait for adepticon man i can't wait to see i want to see i want to see a lot of people who are better at this game than i am play this game (laughs) i think scott i would love to hear your overall uh impressions of 2.5 on your mind that Wait, depends, on, man on the spot. That yeah. depends on how much time you have but i'll try to sum well, up the, the shorter uh, version <laughs> I, I, i'll do my best the shorter version um uh, overall impression of 2.5 is because you know, n- no one was expecting to change this level of change with the list building but the list building is really the most impactful change that happened because mm-hmm. it changes the entire like not the entire but it changes a very large strategy of the game um, and that's and it is very much for better for worse, and you're seeing how that's playing out through the online community, which sometimes should be entirely ignored, um, you know, just for your own mental health. But um, it it is a different game with a lot of the same components. Right. It's a game I'm still happy to play, and I under but I understand why some people are not. Mm-hmm. And why why they may stop, why they may stick to 2.0. Like, I understand why. But, of course, the way the community talks about it, they just attack each other. Um, yeah. But yes. it, it, it is, once you combine the list building change and um, the, the scenarios and uh, changes to a couple other mechanics, which I think are good, um, it is just, it is a different game. Now, it is very much... AMG's X-Wing. This, oh, is, for this sure. is not FFG's X-Wing. And you just kind of have to accept it like, hey, I'm still f- flying these Star Wars ships and having fun and trying to blow up my opponent and just play the game. Like, I love that, so I'm still going to be here. But I understand, mm-hmm. like, the, the strategy 
that you went into it before, especially with the list building. Oh, well, I'm going to sacrifice this upgrade so I can get this pilot. Or I'm going to sacrifice right. this pilot so I can have these upgrades on that mm-hmm. pilot. Like, it's a very different strategic mentality. And, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people that are very not happy about not having that anymore. Really, I think the game is, is just going to go on just fine. People, you know, it's going to keep growing. I think the people that are saying that um, list building is more complex are only, they're really looking at it through the lens of why well, I played second edition for four years or, you know, I've been playing since 2012 or 2014 or whatever. So mm-hmm. because it's so different to them is why it might seem more complex immediately. But when you walk into this with brand new eyes, it's, it's really not that hard. You know, the, the yeah, list building, yeah, and, it's, it's really like, oh, I just add these points up to 20, all these cool name pilots, great. Oh, now I can just slap all these upgrades on and we'll see what happens. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's... Kind of like Christmas. Yeah, that it, <laughs> it, 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 it's really not that hard. It's not that different than how I started playing on Kitchen Table and three years on Kitchen Table before I ever stepped into a game store, you know? Um, and that's the majority yeah. of X-Wing players right there. X-Wing is you, just kitchen you, table. You give it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs up, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have one gripe, though. I got one right, specific let's, gripe. Let's hear your one gripe. I, I don't agree <laughs> with the asymmetrical effects for bumping. Um, I, I understand why the effects are different in order to keep uh, people from trying to abuse things. But I feel like they should have tried harder to come up with a symmetrical effect that that they could prevent that from happening. And I actually sent it to them as well uh, before the rules came out. About two weeks before the rules came out, I sent them an idea. And I didn't get a response, but it is what it is. And uh, But my, my thought was that at the beginning of um, engagement, so, you know, you have your bump, no roll for damage, potential damage, no, none of that. Just, you know, if you want a red focus or calculate, that's fine. Um... But then at the beginning of engagement, any ship that is at range zero of another ship has to either take a deplete, I'm sorry, not deplete, a strain token or a disarm token. Mm. I thought that would, and I, I, I spent a while thinking that one through. Um, and I think that would have been a more equal effect that would have also prevented people from wanting to do just intentional bump fest all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it was an idea that I thought it would have been at least a decent symmetrical effect that now you don't have to go, Oh, wait a minute. I bumped myself. Oh, no, wait a minute. If I would have jumped over you, I might bump that ship or we're in this cluster. And if I try to three bank, but I can't tell who I'm going to hit, do I hit my opponent? Do I hit the friendly? So which effect do I have to play right now? Like it, it's that I, is I going, personally don't find myself too yeah. confused by those ones. It, right. But, but I understand where you're coming from with yeah. the asymmetrical effect. Yeah. And I, I will say also to your earlier point is, is I, I do empathize with a lot of the people who, who feel like they've lost their ability to play the game the way they like to, and the way they connected to it. Like mm-hmm. I, that really sucks, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I can be personally excited and invested in the changes and the new game and the way it plays now. Uh, and then still understand that it's not for everybody and, and, and feel for them, right? Like I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's at the end of the day, I think the game will keep growing and it will continue to do well because more than anything, what holds, this game together are the community and it's people wanting to meet and, other people. And the game hasn't changed so negatively to where it's like, and, and for, for maybe I'm just speaking for myself, 
but I don't think it's changed so much to where people are like, I hate this game. I want nothing to do with it. Uh, no, the community is strong. It still has a Star uh, Wars lore. Chris, I don't know. Have you been on the AMG Twitch chat? Because <laughs> yeah, but like the, well, that's the small. No, no, hold on, hold on a second. That's the, I'm just teasing. That's the small, the the loud minority, the vocal people. minority. Yeah, call them. vocal and, minority, and even more so than that. Um, Every time, and I hear this with everyone that talks back, oh, we're back to in-person, we're back to in-person. Every person's experience, like just vast, vast, overwhelming majority. In-person X-Wing, the communities are just great. Yeah. Oh, you know? of course. Yeah. You know, so it, I, I have a lovely time playing every time I play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just people get in their echo chambers online and they just start screaming. And, and that, but that just does not truly reflect how people treat each other when they sit down and start playing the game together in person. And that's why the community is a lot stronger than some people give it credit for. Um, but there are a lot of people that easily, rec- easily recognize that as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Scott, for those. Now, Chris, now I want to hear about your trip to Disney world, my friend. I'll I want to hear all about it. Keep it. You can keep it brief. That's fine. We're talking about the Star Wars sweet, portion, but it was like a like a little kid. I felt like a little kid going <laughs> in this freaking Galaxy's Edge Batu. I was like walking in, and I'm freaking a million years old, and I am like, I have to get the blue milk. I did you get blue it? Milk and Star Wars. Of course, I got it. And then I was like, did, did you get it with the rum? I got it with the rum because I heard it's better with alcohol. <laughs> I heard the blue milk was better than the green milk, and then because I love X Wing. Once I saw the first order flag, I didn't mm-hmm. care how dorky it looked. I was like, I am getting a selfie with the first order flag right in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you sent that to me, and I, yeah. I, was, I was excited. Man. <laughs> so it, I, it, it was yeah. phenomenal, man. The, the 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 rides like we went on the ride of the rise of the resistance ride. Yep, and that was I a, haven't done that one because yeah. I, I went before that opened. It was a super long wait, but mm-hmm. it's really worth it. They they really cool. hook up a very cool experience. You are meeting first order people, you're getting interrogated, and then you go on a very cool, exhilarating ride. And then to see the Millennium Falcon there. And then I know you guys already know this, but the park at night is just. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the the thing I loved in, when I visited, um, I so I went in November of 2019, like right before COVID, but before Rise of the Resistance was open. The thing I really loved, what they did theming-wise with the Galaxy's Edge, is when you're in the Galaxy's Edge portion of the park, you can't see the rest of the park, mm-hmm. right? They build up the fake rock wall so high. Ah, that's slick. That, you're right. I didn't that if you that. if you look, you like can't, because you're in MGM Studio, or not MGM, Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. right? Um, used to be MGM. You're in Hollywood Studios where, where they have the, like the Tower of Terror, right? And you can normally see that Tower of Terror from anywhere in the park, except when you're in Galaxy's Edge, you cannot, because they build it up and you, they just like sight lines. They don't allow you to see the rest of the park. So it doesn't feel necessarily like you're in Disney World. It feels like you're in like Star Wars land, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you do any of the... Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Scott. I just said full immersion. Full immersion, yeah. Did you did you build a lightsaber or a droid, Chris? I didn't do the the, the lightsaber one, but I which okay. would have been cool. I, I it was I, cool. Yeah, I it's expensive though. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do it because I have two lightsabers already. I do a lot of cosplay for like New York Comic Con mm-hmm. and stuff. But then I was feeling a little nostalgic, so I was speaking to my friend saying, "Oh, well, you can split a lightsaber if you want." But he was like, "Nah, nah, we're good, we're good." Because I think I talked him out of the lightsaber, but <laughs> I did do a droid. Uh, oh yeah which was really cool i made him like a first order droid like he's white and black with a little red in him. mine too 
Yeah, no red though. And then and then uh, oh, I had to switch them up a little bit. And then uh, I I it's funny because I didn't realize they put a lot into it. Like you, you're getting all the different parts. It like kind of like when. Chewbacca picks up C-3PO off of that conveyor belt. Yeah, off the conveyor belt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're picking up all these parts off a conveyor belt, which is so cool. But then you bring them back and you put them together. But then at the end, you can buy a chip, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, and you have an Imperial yeah. chip and a First Order chip. Then you have yeah. the Bounty Hunter chips have two chips, and then you have the Rebel chip and the Resistance chip. So I bought a First Order chip, and then I spoke to another person. She was like, well, you could get a Bounty Hunter chip, and then it's – this one does this personality, or you could have this personality, which is more sassy. And I was no. like, yeah, I didn't know. I, I feel like you need the sassy droid. Personally. Of course, I got the sassy <laughs> droid. So. Of course. So before our, before our podcast, I'm watching, uh, I was watching the last. So I, I said, let me put it on. So I put the droid on today, and I just mm-hmm. put him in the corner. I was like, let me see if he does anything. Because when I was online, we had the droid backpacks, and we kept it on, and the they would interact with like a big, like, let's say like a, like a, like a, yeah, there's like a Bluetooth stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was ridiculous. And then sometimes it was talking to other people online and they're like, Oh, your droid is cool. It's talking to me. I was like, what? Oh crap. But uh, <laughs> it was fun. I was watching James Bond right before uh, a little before a podcast and it was a loud, loud action scene. And then all of a sudden the droid just starts like, he goes, bam, 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 bam. Like it wasn't happy <laughs> it was about the movie. I started dying. It started making some He's, it, it, the the first order chip makes it like a little like evil sounding the, right the, like the a, first like order a, first, a little more like order. evil a little aggressive but then yeah. I put the sassy chip in which is probably the funniest one I think um, yeah so it was, it was like being a kid man it's it's I'm which uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you said this and I missed it but did you get the R two D two style one or the BB eight style one oh no I got the R two style one because I because you Me can too. do more modifications to it. What uh, what did you name your droid? I didn't name him yet. I didn't name what. Him. And well, because I, I I selfishly had a name because I was originally going to. <laughs> thank God they don't listen to this podcast. I was originally going to give this to my friends. They had a kid, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna. I put their initials in there. And I was finding out their favorite oh, well, color. Well, that's cute. Well, it's not that cute because I kept it. I was like, oh, all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this droid is too cool. I'm gonna keep it. I'm not gonna. So now I have to. I have to give him a name now. Sorry, sorry. Uh, unnamed couple that funny. will remain unnamed. I'm keeping the droid. We, uh, yeah, I, I, I put together a droid too. He's, he's also black and white, but he's got like a clear head, which is pretty yeah, cool. Me too. Yeah. I didn't do. I didn't do a chip for mine. I didn't uh, do a chip for mine. You but, gotta get. Uh, I, I think it's where my kids play with it. Yeah, you gotta get the chips when they respond. Well, the chip, uh, the without the chip, you can just press the button and he makes R two D two noises. Except, so like my son is scared of it, right? So uh, he likes it. He likes it to be off because he likes to talk to it yeah. and like give it a hug, but he doesn't want it to talk or move because <laughs> then he gets scared. <laughs> he runs. He runs away. He goes, he wants, no, no, no. <laughs> he wants a dormant R two like that was dormant. It's a dormant R two. Yeah. Force awakens. Yeah. Oh uh, well, thanks. Thanks for sharing your experience, Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my I pleasure. really appreciate your insight into. I mean, Scum is a faction I don't play, so it was really great to hear someone talk in depth about about Scum's where Scum is at in two point five. Um, Chris, as always, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, do we have any last things we want to want to say to the folks out there? Anybody got a last goodbye? Um, for me, uh, the Hex tournament is Sunday, but. There is, it's like a the RSG tournament is on Saturday, and there's like mm-hmm. a wait list of a thousand people. But feel free Ooh. to go on it. Feel free <laughs> to hang out. That is a super hot spot right now. I recommend. I don't it. know if it's quite a thousand people, but yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. Shout out to uh, 
you know, friends of the podcast, Christoph and Zach are, are hosting that RSG tournament uh, on Saturday the 19th, which to Chris's point has a wait list right now. Uh, and then and then Chris himself is hosting New York's uh, Hex and Co. on Sunday. And there are some open spots for that. So, I, again, I'll put the link to sign up for that in in the description of this episode. And I really hope to see someone there. Yep. Uh, Chris, I'm excited to see you there. Scott, Hope, I hope you get to make it out. I hope to get to see you there, too. Um, That'll be this great. This has been. And then um, and before you sign off. The OK, e- I'm waiting. The ECG tournament is the following week. Oh, on the that's 26th, right. And there are still openings. It's a yeah. little far in Jersey, but. Great crowd there as well. That man, I got home so late after that one. I was like, I think I, I don't think I can come out for that often for ECG. (laughs) So late. They're they're always fun down there, but I'll probably be watching Adepticon that weekend. Yeah, that Adepticon is that weekend, so that's we'll have plenty to talk about uh, the following time on yet another X Wing podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I have been your host Pete Lambro again, joined by guests Scott Baird. Scott, thanks so much, and Chris Daniel co-host with the most um thanks so much great co-host with the most Chris, I cannot, I cannot stress how shocked I am. You brought fucking shipping to the podcast as your first. <laughs> hey guys, who's gonna fucking start? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what shipping meant. <laughs> I know, I know. See, I it, there's a level of innocence there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,